Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I'm Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow pow pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? This is the Melchester Odyssey. This week we're looking at the uh, edition from the 15th of January 1983 of Roy of the Rovers. It promises eight great picture stories every week. And right across the top of the front cover, it says top of the league for football, which is a fucking mightily impressive claim. Um, uh, it's a very good front cover this time because it's a, it's a, a Roy of the Rovers story action cover. Um, and we've got Tubby Morton, um, <laughs> this fucking flat cap and his driving gloves on. But uh, we're in a blizzard. Hat. We're in a blizzard now. Um, oh, this is all I know. People assume I don't feel the cold as much because of all the layers of flub. Well, that's actually <laughs> not true. Uh, also, because I... The blood goes round my body much slower because my heart's so congested with cholesterol. <laughs> which means it takes much longer for blood to get to my body parts and warm them up. And I'm very cold from lying down on the snow when I see the shot. Whoa. <laughs> oh, um, it's, not as, it's not as cosy as people imagine being a fat soul, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Especially a sports fossil. And he's, 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 I mean, he, he, he's a fat cunt, but he's got um, a well toned arse there, you can see in the photograph. It's a lovely arse for a fat um, guy. <laughs> <laughs> so even by the stands of this podcast, that's a, that's a peculiar line of dialogue. <laughs> yeah, but, but it rings true. So we're going right. Like everything we say. It's rooted in a fundamental truth. It is, like everything. It's good podcasting, isn't it? It comes from the gut. Mm, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is the first frame of the story. So it, it gives us the uh, update of what's been going on in the little box there. And it, it tells us, with four of his top players on the injury list, Roy had shocked even the Melchester directors by bringing back veteran goalkeeper Tubby Morton. And they're quite unshockable, the Melchester directors. Yeah. He, he's done <laughs> We're what? For nothing. Fucking hell. Tommy <laughs> Morton. I thought he was dead. <laughs> we are the most decadent set of directors in early 80s football. Nothing shocks us. 
We'll sign foreign players. We'll sign homosexual players. We'll sign... <laughs> if we could get one, we'd sign an alien player. But bring it back signed a fat goalkeeper. <laughs> we have, we've signed children and dressed them up in fake beards and moustaches, passing them off as, as adults. Cheapy, got the, you see. Got one child to sit on the shoulders of another child and wear a raincoat. And play for we bought some Bangladeshi children very cheap and had them shipped over. We told the authorities that they were South American. <laughs> we are very unshockable. But they've, he's uh, he shocked them by uh, bringing back veteran goalkeeper Tubby Morton. Um, against Tynecaster, the suspicion that Tubby was too old for first division football seemed to be justified when... Dot, dot, dot. We don't know how old Tubby is, but then we don't know how old anybody is in this because it's gone on for... You know, nearly 30 mm. years at this stage. I mean, yeah, Roy's I mean, still playing. Roy was 15 in the 1950s one, which I've read, in the first mm. ever, like, Roy the Rovers. No, maybe he was younger. But anyway, look, the fact was, he was a fucking kid in the 50s. Mm. So he's probably about my dad's age. And my dad is, like, 81, so... Right. So is that what Roy is, do you think? But then again, this is the eighties, so he would have. But he would have still been in his early forties in this. If if we are to do it chronologically, yeah. in in real human years, mm. but human years don't apply in the Royverse. Yeah. So he's twenty nine, and I reckon Tubby Moore is thirty nine. Yeah. <laughs> was Tubby in the original nineteen fifties one? Or did he? Appear yeah, I think he was the original keeper. Because right. in those days, fat keepers were very much the norm. I mean, that's that, what you that, wanted. You wanted someone to fill the it, goal, didn't you? Yeah, it wasn't you know I mean? a joke. It was like you always have a fat cunt in goal. That was just ev- yeah. every keeper was fat. Plus, as well, the balls were very heavy, so you wanted someone who could be able to fucking take it. Yeah, sure. I mean, in those days, all these skinny keepers you get nowadays, like David De Gea, the balls in them days would have carried the cunt straight into the back of the net. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so anyway, um, this is what's happening. Tubby is down. Uh, and one of the crowd members says, Morton's down. He's lost control of the ball. This is a great chance for Caster to go two up. Caster. Time Caster. I've been eating a lot of egg yolks recently, Roy. Oh, oh. You, you, know how, you know how to separate them out when you get two off with the shell. And you tip it back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> yeah, no, I've fucking seen it on Delia Smith, haven't I? Back and forth. And each time you tip it back and forth, the egg white slowly oozes out into a bowl. I know. I've seen it. What's, What's the point your point? <laughs> oh, what? What Delia does that for is she likes to capture the whites and whisk them up into something like a nice meringue. And I don't get me wrong, I like meringues, right? Can you hurry this story up? Because we're about to defend the corner. No, I won't keep you much longer. I won't keep you much longer, I promise. But I do like meringues, but that's not what this story's about. I'll do it. <laughs> so I can just gather as many yolks as possible because that's the nicest bit because it's creamier and then I just fuck it I, if I've got time I cook them but very often time I just sling them straight down into my guts and it's just pure yolk 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 and uh, that's what I've been having a lot of recently and 
Now, I can tell you by your face you think I'm worth probably telling me this. But the reason I'm telling you is that that's why I'm a bit unsteady on my feet, because I think the yolks have been getting to me too many yolks. <laughs> Fucking hell. It doesn't matter at this point, mate. What? Just get off your fucking ass, your sexy ass, and fucking defend this corner, will you? We'll talk about the yolks after. I, I, I think I might be what the nutritionists describe as yolk drunk right now. Unable to get up. I'm quite dizzy. I'm not lying. Sometimes I'll have 12, 12, 13, 14, 15 yolks in the morning. And that's before I get started with my day. And then everyone I'm going about my business, like I might have to go up the shops or to the shoe menders or whatever it is I'm doing that day. I'm thinking the whole time, when can I get my next yoke down there? Can't <laughs> not thinking about them. Actually, it's quite it's quite curious because, as you know, I really like white food. But I'm not really fussed about meringues. I think it's probably because they're too light. I need to have something with a bit of heft in it, like a mashed potato ball, you know. Yeah, um, something, well, um, uh, something that'll stick to your guts. I and don't like food. as sticky as an egg yolk. I don't like food that I can just crush in my hand. That's, that's the category that meringues come into. From. I'm not bothered Don't feel like and, food. I'm not mad on food that produces crumbs, if I'm honest. <laughs> I like food that is crumbless. That I can just put straight in. And then nothing, no mess, no waste. <laughs> I don't have time to bend over and pick any crumbs up. I don't mind eating off the floor. Have you heard of the five-second rule, Roy? I don't mind eating off the floor, but it needs to be something that can actually get my hands around, you know, pick up properly. Not some crumbs. Not crumbs. Sometimes the grandkids come round and, like, we'll give them some snack, you know, a bit of cake or some sandwiches, and they'll sit on the sofa and I'll fucking watch them and the crumbs that they produce are unbelievable. And I put fucking out. No one taught them any manners, but I don't say out because what's good is all the crumbs lie on the sofa and go down the cracks in the pillars and that. And after they've gone and my my missus is like upstairs doing the tidying, I take the pillows off and I fucking hoover all the crumbs up straight into my guts. I have a, what I call a crumb feast. <laughs> Oh, I love a crumb feast. <laughs> That's a funny thing about me. I, I, I won't eat, I don't like producing my own crumbs, but I relish <laughs> eating other people's crumbs. I, don't ask me why, I don't know. Might be something going back to my childhood again. Well, most things are, aren't they, really? Ever think about it? Apparently, a man has acquired all the emotional package and scars that will dictate his life by the time he's just five years old, really. <laughs> I mean, half the stuff that, that is influencing our decisions every day, we can't even remember it happening, but don't worry, it lives in the, in the pit of our souls. <laughs> Fucking hell, Toby. Can we pick this up after the game? Couldn't you just get on with saving this fucking shot, mate? <laughs>
Well, my mother said that she was a nice woman, and I knew she loved me, but she wasn't the type to give hugs. Do you know what I mean? She was physically affectionate with me. And my my dad used to work away a lot. It were a happy family, but I used to work away, and I think I still feel that absence now. And when it comes... When it did come back, it was that time. It that time from what that he usually just want to sleep or watch the box, you know. <laughs> and he never come out back to play with old Tubby. <laughs> he go away. Dad, Dad would work on the roads, and he'd come back. And when he was away, I'd sleep in bed with Mum. But then when Dad was back, I'd sleep with my old bed, and I think I've got a lot of residual anger because of all that. Oh, sometimes it just makes me want to eat egg yolks when I think about it. <laughs> and it sort of, it don't take the pain away, but it serves as a distraction. But it's, it's now, if I'm honest, right, it's now put a sticking plaster. <laughs> the egg yolks are now put a sticking plaster, Roy. I know with that, but I can't stop. What were your reactions? What was your uh, relationship with your mum and dad like well I've often wondered I'm a fucking orphan I'm a fucking orphan they're both dead they're not relevant (laughs) (laughs) which I can tell you saves me a bob or two (laughs) so Morton's lost control of the ball uh, and he has and Steve Neal looks on in horror as uh, a Tynecaster player is about to uh, put it at the back of the net, it says at the bottom, this super story, in big letters, super story, continues on the colour pages inside. Again, big letters there for colour pages. So we move into the colour pages. Um, And out of nowhere... Mm. Sorry? Just a great image at the top of the um, inside page, mate. full page width image. Out of fucking nowhere... Noel Baxter appears on the line and just gets a tour on it and it diverts it wide and uh, Noel thinks, not yet, folks. Um, <laughs> Watch out. Old Nolly boy's here. <laughs> uh, the crowd go, oh, welcome, Noel. Baxter's hooked it off the line. And there it is. Uh, crisis Tommy. Tubby at this stage is just oh. fucking like a beached whale. He <laughs> is slumped he is flat on his fucking front, and he, oh, his body fuck. language does not suggest he's got any intention of getting up off his on his feet. I'm gonna need a bit of help getting up, lads. It's gonna need to tell you. <laughs> well done, Noel. Uh, got us off the up there. I'll get old uh, Tubby up on his feet, will you? <laughs> you might have to roll me over onto my back first, and then go with my shoulders. Oh, that's uh, lovely. I tell you what, pull my shorts down and let me have a kick around with my legs. Feels lovely, that. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why, Tuppy? Oh, I'll just, just find it for that, son. <laughs> <laughs> and then so, in the next frame, it says, as the ball was scrambled clear, the crowd had continued to comment, Morton's finished! If Roy had any sense, he'd pull him <laughs> off! Uh, aye! Even the Melchester sub could do better than him. <clears throat> of course, the sub will be not a goalkeeper. Um, Morton's mm. still on the deck as Duncan Mackay clears the ball away. Um, oh, I didn't go for a corner. It stayed in play. There's no Baxter bonked it off the post there. He might have done. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, Roy goes over to Tubby. Hey, OK, Tubby, that was a nasty little spill. 
Toby goes, but it wasn't an accident, Roy. I lost my balance because I was fouled and the ref didn't spot it. Nah, fuck off. No, you didn't. You fucking went down. You thought the fucking pitch was made of mashed potato, didn't you? You went down for a fucking mouthful. (laughs) And then we get a little flashback scene afterwards. Delicious snow. (laughs) I am eating snow and I've been desperate. I love snow. It's like... it's one of those things that looks more delicious than it actually tastes, but you can, you can eat it, it won't kill you as long as it's, it's not got any piss in it. It's, it's kind of like a food and a drink at the same time, if you think about it. If you let it melt in uh, your mouth, turn the water. Like a sloth puppy. We have yeah. all of them, they the new drinks they got from America. <laughs> They're fucking delicious. They got them in the machines so the news agents. Right. Zero calories at all because it's just melts in your guts. <laughs> um, yeah, he claims he was fouled, and then we get a little flashback frame next. <laughs> this is great. He said, When I went up for the cross with Dawson, Dawson, he slammed me in the ribs just as I caught the ball. Oh, that and- bastard. Can you do? You see Dawson, who looks like a right shifty cud, yeah, um, getting a sneaky elbow in as as Tubby's up for the ball, Have catching that, the ball. You fat bastard! Look at, look at Tubby's face. Oh, oh really blowing. Yeah. Oh. oh, right in me fucking ribs. Um, and then he says back back to um to now. Tubby goes, and it's made me mad. I'll show the who's too old. From now on, the ball stops here in front of my goal. Fucking hell. Big talk from a big man. The snow's getting worse. Um, and it says, but the snow driving towards the Rovers goal was becoming heavier. Um, Blackie Gray goes up for a header, which glances off him, and he goes, Ack! Ack! Um, Crowd. And the swirling wind's blown the ball past Blackie Gray. Go on, Dawson. And Dawson, the number seven for Tynecaster. Uh, Noel Baxter slides him with a challenge, but he's not quick enough. Baxter gets a left foot shot in. And the crowd are going, number two, it's got to be. They don't have time to say that at the speed of the shot, but okay. It looks like it's going well above Toby Morton's left hand. He's still rooted to the ground as it comes towards him. Jalapeño. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Acast anbefaler. Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider træt af alle de der podcast og forklarer meget nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lyt til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og spas med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmangel. 
jalapeño. Turn the page, and the ball is there. It's a nice frame. The ball is at the front of the shot, if you like, and the Morton's in the background, looking like, fucking hell, looking like he's all of 62 years of age with his cap and gloves on. Um, And he just looks bewildered by it. Ooh, oh, look at four. That thing I said a minute ago is not working out. Fuck. This is embarrassing for me. I should, oh, my mum my mom always told me that I shouldn't make statements in moments of excitement or anxiety. They'll come back to all me. Always count the ten, Tubby, before you speak. <laughs> oh, I should have known there was no way I'd be able to make any saves. <laughs> In my condition. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the crowd says, um, <clears throat> Oh, lucky for Morton, it wasn't a metre the other way. The poor old codger never saw it. And it says, But Roy knew better. <laughs> and Roy's thinking, Tubby's vast experience told him that the shot was always passing wide. He didn't even bother to go for it. So Roy's got a lot of faith there in his, his ailing uh, gargantuan goalkeeper. So we'll take his word for it. Uh, and Tubby quickly kicks it out. Uh, shouts, Roy! As he runs <laughs> towards Roy. <laughs> uh, and Roy's commentating on the match now. He's thinking, and now he's found me with a quick goal kick. At least his brain is as sharp as ever. Even if his body <laughs> is like a fucking heifer lump. <laughs> At least his brain hasn't been fucking surrounded in yellowing fat. Like the rest of his fucking organs probably have. No, he's a good lad, Tubby. A lot of people question why I keep him around the place, but uh, good for morale. let's just he's say really... he's, he's coming very jolly. useful. He's jolly and he's also uh, he's useful. Uh, he'll put it this way: he'll do anything for a bowl of mash or custard. And <laughs> let's just say that me and Blackie have used him as uh, what you might call a clean-up man in a few sticky situations that could have come back and bitten us on the arse if we didn't have <laughs> Tubby on hand to take care of it. And as long as you keep him in what he calls his sticky foods, he's fucking happy as Larry. He'll turn he is, a blind eye to out that fat con. He is very happy to be parked up with the engine idling for an hour and a half while we get up to things in the woods and we need to make a quick getaway. Very and he doesn't mind like doing a bit of fucking digging afterwards either, if needs be. <laughs> Carries a shovel with him everywhere, that fucker. <laughs> and uh, Roy takes the ball from the kick out from Tubby. And he sa- it says, although the pitch was rapidly churning into a quagmire, uh, the crowd go, it's like a skating rink, but Roy's balance is almost perfect. What a run! Fucking hell. Um, two defenders are down as he slaloms through them. Oops, says one of them. Uh, Roy thinks... And what a nightmare. A real blizzard. And uh, someone, a shadowy figure to his right, shouts, With you, Roy! And Roy responds to the call. Fucking Tynecaster player! Tynecaster player shouted for a pass. Roy can't see who it is. He's passed to him. Nicked the ball. I think that's a yellow card offence. I think that's ungentlemanly conduct. Do you agree? What's he done? It's a tank oh, player who shouted, I shouted hate, with you, Roy. You know what? When I used to play football more regularly, there was always mm. a cunt. I'm not, it mm. wasn't like an individual. There was always a cunt who would try that on the other side. Yeah. And 
I really fucking resented it. Like, it was one of the things that wound me up the most. If someone did it to me, and sometimes I'd fall for it, that's probably why they did it, because I'd be, like, panicking in possession. <laughs> right? And yeah. and I would always... And sometimes, to make it worse, it was, like, a mate, someone who knew me, thought, I'm going to try and trick... I just think tricking people like that, a confidence trick on the field of play, mm. it really is annoying. So yeah. I'd, I'd usually foul them quite badly in response to that. Yes, I, I just think right. it's one of the worst types of shithousery. I think they deserve to be shot. Yeah, like shoot that. those cunts. Shoot them. Um, so, yeah, he does that, and whoever he is, he says, thanks a lot, Racy. And Roy goes, oh, no, I'll pass it to the opposition now. Um, He's going to fucking... He'll, he'll feel the fucking force of my studs down the back of his Achilles before this game's out. <laughs> Doing a fucking psychological trick on me. <laughs> Fortunately for him, uh, it says then, as a long blast of the whistle shrilled out, it's all over. The refs abandoned the game because of the conditions. You Good. lucky people, Melchester. Shouts a fucking Tynecaster fan. Fuck off. Fucking cunts. Fucking cheating cunts. And there's Tubby. Oh, thank God. Look at, look at him. Oh, thank Christ for that. Oh. It's like a divine intervention, my God. Oh, what I am we, we all get to go to the, to the, the diner earlier. But on the other hand, we're going to have to play this fucking game again later on. Oh, oh I'm a bit worried because the sandwich has been ready because we're finishing our lesson. The sandwich ladies <laughs> might not have got them all ready yet. Don't worry, Tommy, there'll be something in there. Well, I'm dead worried, though. Like, maybe they've got some of the sandwiches ready, but not all of them. So all I'm saying is, can I go first in the line for the sandwiches this week? <laughs> look, look, it's all right. Look, there's a big bag of crisps in my locker. You can have them till the sandwiches are ready. Oh, they crisps or the golden wonders. <laughs> I don't know. I think they might be Safeway's own. Oh, well, I don't oh. really like them so much. <laughs> Well, fucking oh. hell, beggars can't be choosers, you bastard. Well, don't be all open mind, right? Well, don't get me wrong, I love them. I love them, but I, I do prefer Golden Wonder. I'll save my zone, that's a nice. I'll tell you what, I'll tell... I'll toast a bit stale somehow. I'll, I'll tell you what, I will absolutely never have. Salt and shake. I do, not, I do not accept that I should have to do some work. Before I eat my crisps. And while all of the fucking work for me food, I'd chop a potato up and fry it myself. I mean, how hard can it put to make a fucking crisp? It actually is hard. Actually, <laughs> Tommy, because we looked yeah. into doing some branded ones with my face on. It's fucking difficult to make a crisp. It's really hard to <laughs> slice them potatoes thin. You can't do it by hand. It's not possible. You've got to get a mandolin right. Is that what I call it? I thought I'd call a mandolin. Yeah, I don't fucking know. Anyway, I'm not doing I'm not going in the crisp business. The point is, don't be so arrogant. All right. I'm listening on Swift Square crisps. They, they, got, they got that lad Lenny Henry doing the adverts for them on the tunnel. I don't think I'll eat them, though. This is not natural. Do not fucking take crisps for granted. For fuck's sake. <laughs> that's the thing the, about you Tommy you expect to be fed all this food but you couldn't give a fucking shit about how it's made or the work and toil that goes into it <laughs> oh, don't, oh, don't be like that Roy I'm a good lad I'm yeah, sorry you Roy you're right I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm becoming more greedy 
You're right. <laughs> I'm a good lad, really, right? Yeah, I know you are. I know that. I'm sorry I've got a stats at you. Come on, come right, here. Tubby, stop crying. Don't cry. I, uh, I just tried my best, right? I can't well, help I you I eat this much. I tell you what, I know you've had a hard day today, so I'm going to get you your crisps, and then I've got to, I've got Blackie to fill the your brum cupboard with some of that nice sawdust you like, and we can put you in there, and you can just have a lie down, and we'll put a blanket over you with your crisps. <laughs> oh, Paul, that's how fucking lost that does. Oh, that's absolutely bob on that does. Thank you very much, right? <laughs> That's just what I need. Can I have a kick around in my pants? Yeah, you can have a kick around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I lovely that. <laughs> so, there we go. And the, the, the crowd are saying... Oh, the poor Tubby's got snow on his head. Look, he took his cap off. He's got snow cover on his head. He's, they said, we had the game sewn up, especially with Tubby Morton playing like an idiot in goal. Fuck off. Must... <laughs> I heard that, you cunt. Oh, I don't know what? Say that. <laughs> I tell you what, I wouldn't fucking get him angry because he's, he's a benign figure, but if he snaps, he's got a lot of power behind him, that lad. He'll knock your fucking block off. He must have played his last serious game for the Rovers, says another Tidecaster fan. Um, and then in next week's instalment, uh, we've got a little quote from it, which says, Roy, you can't be serious. So I don't know what that's about, but we'll find out next time. Mark's out of 10 for that, Sam. Nine. And nine? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, got snow. Snow is exciting, isn't it? In It's very in aesthetically pleasing, isn't it? It's great to look yeah, at. It's exciting snow. in a football game. It's exciting yeah. in life. Yeah. And there'll soon be snow time again in mm. Britain, hopefully, unless it's been taken oh, away from Oh, did us. you see this camp? Um, who's the, uh, the, he's the climate bloke, and he keeps doing, like, um, shutting down the M25, right? Yeah. All this palaver. If you're listening to this in next year, then apologies if you're now living in a world that has melted under the pressure of global warming. But he keeps going on um, Good Morning Britain, which I've never actually seen, but I do see clips of it on Twitter. And yeah. he's, uh, he's gone fucking mad this morning, right? And Richard Madeley's wind him up. <laughs> Susanna Reid, your mate, she's wound him up. And in the end, he's just gone, fuck this, I'm going, right? Because he's trying to... And everyone's, like, on Twitter going, ah, blokes are cunt, right? But I'm yeah. like, yeah, but to be fair to the geezer, I mean, I'm one to talk about causing bad situations on daytime television shows, right? Yeah. So, pot kettle and all that. And he, 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 I don't think it's good that he turns up wearing, like, a crumpled old shirt that he hasn't done up over his T-shirt that he's kicked in. But that's his business, <laughs> right? That's but his like, main crime. That's his main crime. But basically, you know, we've talked before how we think that hypocrisy is something that people are too obsessed with and hypocrisy Mm. doesn't matter and people should stop caring about hypocrisy. It's the cheapest trick in the book. He's saying that the whole country needs to get insulated in order to cut down on bad emissions that are contributing to global warming, right? Of course. So I don't know what his agenda is before that. He probably wants the government to subsidise it because it's very expensive, right? Has he got and a, it, an insulation company? Is that what it is? Maybe he's working on behalf of an insulation company. Big I don't insulation. Know. But he's like, 
that, that I, I, that's the gist of what I got. But basically right. what he's saying is everyone needs to sit up and start paying more attention to global warming because it's more important than anything else. And the planet is dying under our noses, but it doesn't get talked about. And that's why we're taking extreme measures. Mm. The planet is dying. The planet is dying. That's it. That's the only fucking show in town, right? Yeah. And they're all going to... <laughs> well, we found out that your home isn't insulated. And he's Ugh. going... No, it's not, but that's not the point. Well, actually, I think it is the point. How can you sit there telling everyone to get insulated when your home's not insulated? And they're so proud that some fucking journalist has found out that his home isn't insulated. He's going, well, yeah. it costs thousands of pounds. Oh, so you're saying you can't afford it, right? Well, maybe other people can't afford it. And he's going, look, can we get back to going, no, we can't, you need to explain it. And I'm thinking, fucking hell. There's two things going on here. On the one hand... The planet we all live on is getting so fucking hot because of our activities as humans that the whole thing is very soon, not in a 100 years, like soon, Mm. much sooner, in our lifetime, we're men in our 40s, is going to start fucking collapsing around our ears, right? Yeah. This bloke wants to talk about that. You might like him, you might not. I don't think he's a particularly good communicator, but that's all he wants to talk about. The other issue is that this bloke doesn't... This fucking random geezer hasn't got insulation up in his loft, right? Right. <laughs> and so the fucking journalists want to, like, take all the attention off the central issue of what he wants to discuss and yeah. talk exclusively on a national television programme yeah. about the insulation situation in this cunt's fucking house that he yeah. lives in, yeah. right? And they think that that makes them the clever ones. It's yeah. fucking madness. And it, what, it, what it does, once again, is underline, irrespective of the issue, the preoccupation of what I call the Lampard sort of demographic with yeah. identifying hypocrisy. They love it. And it's, and it's, <laughs> well, it's, actually... All, all of these things now, they all have to just fucking manufacture some conflict because they think it makes good television. Mm. It's why they said we have yeah. to have both sides of the argument. Even if one side of the argument is batshit mental, offensive, or just fucking patently untrue. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and it's like, why don't you stop thinking about making good television and start hmm. thinking about it being good news or journalism or fucking educating of the public? Yeah, yeah. Right? It's, yeah. When did it become about good television? That The entertainment fucking department have got that covered, you cunt. You're yeah. the head of news. So make fucking news, be a journalist, Tell inform people, what's people going on. in a measured yeah. way, right? And everyone's like, let's find hypocrisy. It'd be like saying, Andy, well, you're left-wing, Andy. You probably want um, rich people and big business to pay more tax, don't you? Yeah, I think that'd be a good idea. <laughs> so you probably think that it would help poor people afford more food and better conditions for their children. Yeah, that's right. Well, have you give, have you gone to the poor people in your area and given them money for food? Well, well not it, directly, not recently. Well, shut up then, yeah, hypocrite. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like, like no, when, I just want a better world. Do you know what I mean? Like, I want a better like world. When, um, Gary Lineker did a, a, a tweet about asylum seekers, and somebody says, "Well, lots of people said, how many asylum seekers have you housed in your home, Mister Lineker?" And then yeah. he turned around and did he took one in, didn't he? Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. He goes, yeah, all right, on. I fucking... They said, well, why don't you take one in? And he went, all right, I fucking all right, well. well. Cunts. <laughs> Your move. <laughs> Your but, move, but, cunts. But, but he set like... a dangerous precedent there because, do you know yeah. what? Although it, it was good, 
He did it in the context of that argument, and it's a wonderful thing for him to have done. But I feel as if if he wanted to do it for his own reasons, great. But he shouldn't have to do it. That's the whole point. In, an individual person and their actions is not going to make a difference. You have to call upon institutions and governments yeah. to make the sort of widespread difference that is needed. And whenever you hear someone trying to point out individual hypocrisy, right, it means that they've lost the argument. And yeah. I'm saying that to everyone. If you fucking watch TV or you read some newspaper or you hear something on the radio and someone turns it personal and says, well, what about you? Do you do this? Mm. In fact, you do the opposite or you're part of the problem. So shut up. That means they've lost the argument because someone sat there trying to say, give a vision of a better society, a a nicer world, and give a a suggestion of how we might reach that nicer world. Mm. And the other person has so few arguments against it that they're just going to say, well, maybe if I could just spot the fact that this guy isn't personally doing all of this himself. Mm then I can shut him down. You should also so, never yeah. feel as though you need to appease cunts on the internet either. Very good point too, yeah. Right, that's it from this one. A bit of everything, I think. Um, the mass consumption of egg yolks all the way through to um, the failures of um, breakfast television. Um, yeah. yeah, we'll be back with more next week. We'll find out what happens next in the world of Toby Morton. Thanks for listening. Goodbye! Lesbians. Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider skide af alle de der podcast og forklarer mig nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lyt til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og spas med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmakre.